0: Here we go this is our first podcast okay we're doing this i know we've been looking forward to doing this for a little while we're jumping in we're just gonna do it because we have so much to say and somebody's gonna listen somebody has to listen to us
1: it's time it's time to put this out there my name is
0: kim and my name is Catherine, and And this this is the weekend sober
1: Catherine and I are at our one-year anniversary of getting sober. Are we saying our ages? Okay, sure. Okay, I'm 38, and... And I, I'm almost
0: 10 years older. <laughs> just kidding. No. Uh, wait, oh. really? No. Yes. Really? I know. I look she so doesn't weird. look it at because all. Because now that I have sober skin. Yes. <laughs> <exactly>. <laughs> um. She. <laughs> I'm, I'm 47. About, okay, well,
1: she does not look it. Oh, thanks. Um, but, okay, so I, Kim, have... Three kids, um, a seven year old, nine year old, and 10 year old. And we live in
0: Needham outside of Boston. Mm-hmm. And um, Catherine here, and like I said, I'm 47, <laughs> looking like I'm 38, <laughs> apparently to Kim. <laughs> I have two children a seven year old boy and an 11 year old girl. I uh, live with my husband here in town. And-
1: my husband too. Oh yeah. So and my dogs. Yes, and our dogs are outside playing right now. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So my youngest is a girl, and then my nine and ten year olds are boys. So um, we have a lot to say about
0: sobriety. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, we have, I, we have so much to say. So I'm gonna I'm gonna start by saying Kim was my expander. She is the one who confided in me when we hadn't seen each other or talked really throughout COVID and. Um, We went for a walk and she's like, well, actually, because we'd always check in and say, I am not drinking so much right now. I'm kind of taking a break. I feel so much better. But that still didn't mean not not drinking.
1: We were always very similar in our drinking patterns. Mm -hmm. Catherine and I were always like the party hard kind of girls. We brought brought it. we, we, we We didn't know how not to bring it. Being from the town of Needham, Needham loves to party, like in general. Is that okay to say? Yeah,
0: I don't think we're throwing anybody under the bus. You go to a mom's function, you go to a book club, there's always alcohol there. You go out to dinner, and of course you're going to have cocktails with your friends. Regardless, there are some people who only have like one or two, or there might be a few sprinkled in that really decide not to drink. That was never Kim and I. We always... We're excited to go out because we knew we were going to have a couple glasses or a couple drinks. And then we'd end up really, uh, you know, those stories are to come. Yeah. So Kim came to me after my dad died. She confided in me that she's like, I've actually stopped for good. And I was like, no way. I'm so proud of you. It was just the most amazing news i could have ever heard and it was so inspiring and that's what i mean by expanders like i was in a place where i'd had a couple episodes after my dad died and i felt awful and i was like no you know moderation i think i'll try with moderation but kim really brought me right in with her story so why don't you share a little bit about what happened
1: so for me i stopped drinking on november 28th 2020 and similar to what Catherine was saying i played with moderation for several years and tried to stop drinking or not stop drinking fully but tried
0: to Find Um, moderation. Yeah,
1: slow it down, drink less. When I would go out to dinner, when I would go out with my husband, I would try to only have a few glasses of wine. And I would, you know, Sunday would roll around and I would say to myself, oh, I'll only have, you know, a glass of wine tonight or I won't Mm -hmm. drink until Friday. Or Thursday. Yeah. And And then it's Wednesday. I could never make it through the week. (laughs) I would always find excuses to drink. Yeah, 100%. That was the way it got for me. Um, And it was a slow roll to that point. I never... You know, I I went to a Nescaq college. I went to Colby College and it was a party hard school. We drank a ton in college. But that sort of work hard, party hard mentality kind of continued through adulthood, mm-hmm. I would say. Mm-hmm. And we kind of applied that to motherhood, you know? Mm-hmm. It's like you you mothered hard. To cope. You mothered hard and then you you partied hard, mm-hmm. you know. You, you, you really you, you released. You earned that glass of wine at night. Yeah, that's how it was. I, once my kids were born and I stopped working, um, I used to, I was a teacher and I stopped teaching and I, I took care of my kids and um, it was it was our release mm-hmm. and fell victim to the mommy wine culture, which is widely discussed these days and um promoted and promoted. Um, and promoted. So gross. Um, so. I tried real hard to um, stop drinking during the week. Or, you know, I'd go out with friends and I'd say, "Okay, I'm not going to get drunk. I'm going to make sure I don't black out tonight."
0: And what a goal it was! I mean, that's like the bottom for us. Like, yeah. I'm going to try not. to I'm going to try to remember out. paying
1: the babysitter tonight. Yeah. Those I'm are the kinds try... of things I yeah. would say, and yeah. I would never succeed because yeah. I had no stop button. I yeah. just loved partying. I loved getting drunk. I couldn't control it. Right. Whereas my husband would have a couple beers mm-hmm. and he would like hang out and he did not understand why I couldn't stop at two right. glasses of wine at dinner. And why I
0: always had to go to the after party and keep yeah. the party going. And-, and that's where we're similar and both of our husbands don't yeah. take it to the next level as we say.
1: Catherine and I always yeah. knew how to, to take it late night. So yeah, November 28th, I it was just another... I, I didn't have a rock bottom rock bottom. I didn't have any major moment, but I did wake up just like it was another hungover day. Um, and I just felt tired. I felt awful and over it. I just wanted to be done feeling anxious and sad and miserable. And I just wanted to not feel so stuck, which is how I felt. Mm-hmm. And um, I felt like I was constantly just like on this hamster wheel of just mm-hmm. going through this cycle of feeding my anxiety. So yeah, so I, I I looked at my husband and I had thought this before in the past that I had had a problem. I had never really vocalized it before. As the words came out of my mouth, I knew there was no taking it back and I knew there was no turning back once I said it. Yeah. And I said to Evan, my husband, um, I need to stop drinking. I need your help. At, and I at five in the morning at like five in the morning in bed. It wasn't a it, rock
0: bottom, it was a no. light bulb.
1: Yeah, it was a light bulb. Yeah, and it was like this huge weight was lifted. Yeah, it was like, thank God. I was like, thank God I finally said it because and thank uh, God you
0: had a couple friends that you could reach yeah. out to outside of Evan, who's so super supportive. but you do part of the reason why we're doing this is you need, you need people around you who understand what you want even if you don't know how to stop it mm-hmm. and that's why it was so important for me that you shared it with me not that morning but two weeks later two
1: weeks later yeah it it was um i don't know how we connected but because we weren't talking you, that much like we no. would run into each other through Yeah, kid's town We just
0: need them small and i shared with you about my dad and you go oh my gosh i had no idea and and i said you know, it, it was, this was COVID 2020, so it's like, nobody really knew anything that was going on unless you were talking to people all the time. And like I said, we, we went in different directions for a little while and you caught up with me a couple weeks later. This, it must have been a month later. And you're like, I haven't checked in with you. I've been thinking about you. How are you doing? And it was so thoughtful. And I was like, ah, you know, and then I said to you, I was like, you know, I haven't really been drinking that much. And you said, well, you know, I haven't really been sharing this, but I'm two weeks sober. And I was like, oh, shut the fuck up. Yeah. You know, I was like, wow. I'm like, if if you can do this, th- I'm so beyond impressed. And if you can do that, I'm like, well, then I can moderate. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I remember that. You're like, yeah.
1: well, maybe I can drink less. Yeah. Like, great. Like, I'm really
0: trying to drink less. And, and Kim was so great. We went for many walks after that. <laughs> yeah. And she, just, like, shared podcasts. She shared books. And I had already read Untamed, which you hadn't read yeah, yet, because yeah. you were a little like not ready for it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you were like into the scientific, like this naked mind. Yes, and, yes. And you put me under that, which was and, like, a wonderful book. Sober powered podcast. Yes. Yeah. All these fabulous <laughs> outlets and learning platforms. But I remember on the aside, like with Glennon... I remember like, oh, my God, she got sober. That's incredible. Her whole life is so uh, living authentically. I'm like, I am going to go with this. She's so inspiring. I'm like, I'm not giving up drinking. (laughs) (laughs) I'll still always hang on to that, though. I'll always have it, and I'll get to a point where I can moderate. And it was one walk when Kim was like, well, and I think it was from this naked mind. About I feel like we were highway. on the golf, the Needham we golf were, course. We were walking. We were on the Needham golf course. I remember that. The dogs on the golf course or just yeah. us. It was and in the snow. I remember. Was, yeah. And it was early December. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was mid-December because yeah. then two weeks later yeah. on December 24th, yep. I had my last couple sips of wine yep. at Christmas Eve dinner and I said, this is it. This is dumb because every moment post walking and talking with Kim I slowly was transforming which I didn't realize until later to the point where this does not taste good this makes me feel depressed this isn't this isn't what it, so, it usually does to me I'm like maybe it's the death of my dad maybe it's a combination of things or you know and then Christmas Eve I was like fuck it this is not working I can do this too yeah and I'm so proud of you. I'm so grateful for you, and I I'm say, so that. grateful
1: for you. Oh yeah! <laughs> but it is. It's been such an incredible year, and I've been putting my story out there a lot. I've been blogging mm-hmm. about it, and that's a and lot sharing of, Instagram. And sh- yeah, yeah. And, and, and put a made a uh, sober Instagram, and I found when I started my sober journey, I felt like it was really helpful to read other people's stories, mm-hmm. and I read a lot of Quitlet and different blogs, and listen to other podcasts, so I felt like it was time for us to put our story out there. Definitely. And our mission here is with this podcast is to give listeners um, a glimpse into our everyday ups and downs. Of life seen mm-hmm.
0: through um, the sober lens. Yeah. We want to talk about uh, what our weekends look like now. Um, parenting before versus now and the differences and how friendships have blossomed and sort of crumbled to mm-hmm. a certain point and, um And
1: how our marriages have shifted and changed and gotten better.
0: Yeah. Improved. They yeah. Have. yeah. Improved drastically. And, um, in terms of what our, what taking care of ourselves looks like now versus what we thought we needed to do to unwind or all of those differences between what wellness means to us now. So, you know, we were
1: two people that thought we could never ever live without alcohol before and our lives were centered around drinking before. And now we are living completely different lives now that, um, I mean, I can't even picture going back to drinking things are so much better. And I Mm -hmm. never, and I always heard people say that like, Mm -hmm. Oh, it would be so much better. Like your life would be
0: so much better if you just stopped drinking. And I used to roll my eyes at that. And yeah. And I looked at people differently when they were sober and I, you know, I'm kind of coming to terms that I, I feel badly that I had that yeah. vision Betten. before, but that is where I was. Yeah. And why breaking that stigma now? We want people to know that it really doesn't change, change you, you for the worse. No. It's only the fear of the change, yeah. really, that keeps us in a bad spot. Yeah. But we're so much better. Yeah. Oh, You're so much better. You're so much more free on the mm-hmm. side. And
1: so that's part of our mission is breaking the stigma and, and letting you all see that
0: we're really, we're the same people. We're just having a lot more fun and we're a lot happier. A lot happier. And, you know, our stories don't follow necessarily the, the typical way of what you think sobriety looks like. And I think that will be interesting to you to hear how we did it and... And how we continue to do it. Yeah, Exactly. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow us on Instagram at the Weekend Sober Podcast. Thanks so much for tuning in.
1: Uh, We'll see you next week.
0: Bye.